It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The offseason is here. We've been a week into it. I know it sucks. We want to be playing basketball, but that's okay. We've got your off-season calendar and your basic primer for everything ahead for the Orlando Magic this summer. Let's get to it. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 17th, 2023. My name is Philip Rosterdijk. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Go follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to go over the basics of what to expect this summer with the draft and with free agency. We'll get into all that. Plus do our playoff and lottery corner. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% Instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com. Promo code locked on. Obviously, uh, you know, we're in the dead period. Um, you know, we're going to do our we're going to do our season recap stuff. We're going to talk about the season as a whole. We're going to we're going to get to all that here uh, in the coming weeks is we're kind of killing time a little bit until draft stuff happens. And and we'll talk plenty about the draft when we get around the lottery. We're going to talk about plenty of the prospects. We're going to take a little bit of a breath, but I think it's really important at this early stage of the offseason also to kind of set the table for, for what's going to come. We will talk plenty draft. I'm still doing my, my, my daily lottery spin. We're going to get to an interesting one here in our third segment. But let's just lay out the calendar and, and the dates that are ahead for the Orlando Magic. Let's go ahead and just lay out what's going on. Today is, in fact, a pretty big day on the Orlando Magic calendar. Today is Tiebreaker Monday. At 3 o'clock today on April 17th, the NBA is going to break its draft ties. And the way that uh, draft ties are broken is they put the tied team's logo on a ping pong ball, they drop it in a drum, and they, you know, draw draw a random team, essentially. Um, This is, the Magic are not tied with anyone. They have the six best odds to win the lottery. We'll get to those odds here in a minute. But the Chicago Bulls are tied with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And since both the, the Bulls and the Thunder failed to escape the play-in tournament, they are both in the both in this lottery tiebreaker. And typically, you know, sometimes it doesn't matter much, or it's really just determining the order in case both teams miss the lottery or do not win the lottery. But in this case, there is a little bit of something on the line. The Bulls and Thunder tied for eleventh uh, in in. In, this, in the lottery standings. 
if the whoever wins this lottery is going to gain an extra lottery ball, an extra an extra combination to win the NBA draft lottery. The winner of this lottery gets an gets 18 ping pong ball. Gets 18 number combinations, a 1.8% chance of winning the lottery and pick 11th if they fail to jump into the top 4. If the Bulls lose this draw or the loser of this draw, we'll get 17 number combinations, a 1.7% chance to win the lottery and pick 12 if they fail to jump into the top 4. So this is a pretty big moment uh, for a lot of teams as they, you know, as you know, essentially this is the difference between eleven and twelve. If you're the Orlando Magic, the potential to pick eleventh is certainly there. The potential to pick twelfth is certainly there. But there's a little tweak to this too. That extra number combination gives the winner an eight and a half percent chance of jumping into the top four, compared to an eight percent chance of jumping into the top four. So. The odds are still heavily that the Magic are going to get this pick from Chicago. It's still more than 90%, but it's an extra little half percent that they don't make it if if they if, uh, the Bulls do end up winning this lottery. We'll, we'll cover it. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Um, but it's it's a little thing. And, and, and that gets us to... And that's today. Today at 3 p.m. they're going to break the tie. They usually air it on NBA TV. If not, it'll be on the app um, if you're interested in the process. That's going to be the prelude to May 16th. Uh, when the Orlando Magic go into the lot, go into the lottery themselves, and we see where the Magic end up. The Magic finish sixth in the lottery standings. That gives them ninety number combinations. Now, if you're confused why I'm saying number combinations, I also give the percentage a nine percent chance. Um, the way the lottery works, and I'll do a full explainer again. I, I tend to do this every year. Um, the way the lottery works is they they assign every team a, a set of number combinations. Using the digits, what using a four-digit combination of the numbers one through fourteen. If you know, so they drop fourteen ping pong balls in the hopper. They draw four numbers out. Um, there are one thousand and one number combinations that exist uh, from the numbers one through fourteen. Uh, a four-number combinations that exist uh, with the numbers one through fourteen. So. The top team gets 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 5, 1, 2, 3, 6, 1, 2, 3, 7, and so on. The Magic have 90 of these number combinations. Um, that that is, that is the right they gain. So 9% chance of winning the NBA Draft Lottery, 37.2% chance of landing in the top four. So those are the numbers that, that, that really matter. 90 number combinations. I haven't gone through and counted what our lucky numbers are yet. We'll do that later. But... Um, but that's that's essentially what's it's, that's essentially what what's going on here. So, I, I tend to say number combinations because I, I you know I love Tankathon. I think they're great. It's not quite the random draw that they make it out to be. Um, it very much is a a process. It is very much a a a deal where you know you're hanging you're hanging your hat on all these numbers and you know I even think last year the number that clinched the Magic getting to pick was the very last number it was a low number. Uh, on the last ping, on the last uh, on the last number drawn, it was almost very much a huge upset. Who got the number one pick last year? Um, you know that that's that's how this this random draw works. Um, so you know we're obviously very much looking forward to May sixteenth in the NBA draft lottery. Obviously a good day for the Orlando Magic last year, and of course the Bulls pick the Magic have a more than ninety percent chance of gaining that pick. Now the lottery. It, it, you know, it's for me. I, I like facts. I like certainty. Um, it's hard for me to get like too deep into draft coverage or too deep into saying like, oh, this is who the match should be looking at. 
Um, you know, I, I have, obviously. I've talked about some of these players on the show. But until we know where the Magic land that draft pick, it's hard to really plan this offseason. Um, if they do get the number one pick, you know, if they do draft Victor Wembanyama, that changes the entire calculus of the offseason. If they get two and end up with Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller, that changes the entire calculus of the offseason. If they end up where they're supposed to at six or seven and 12, well, that changes things too. That means that the Magic could maybe package those picks to move up, to move down, to get some veteran help. It could change a lot of things. And so we have a lot of dominoes that can fall. And as I'll explain in the next segment when we talk a little bit about free agency, the Magic have a lot of things uh, that they can do. They have a lot of flexibility in what they're capable of doing this offseason and a lot of options in what they might ultimately plan and what they might ultimately do uh, with their offseason to really improve this team. There are a lot of opportunities in front of this team, and it's going to be about picking the right one, making the right moves, and, and, and using your resources wisely. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we're really talking about here is the Magic have to use their resources wisely um, to take that really important really important next step for this team to, to, to get to the playoffs and become a consistent playoff contender. That's where, that's where we sit, though, right now. Um, you know, we're waiting on this lottery to happen to really kind of set the roadmap for this season. Uh, of course, that's not the only thing we're waiting on. That's not the only big domino that has to fall. As big as that domino is, the Magic are going to preview exactly what they're going to do and how active they're going to be before free agency really begins. It's going to be a very busy and interesting draft night for sure as we get set for the lottery on May 16th and then, of course, the NBA draft taking place on June 22nd. A lot of big players. We'll talk more about those players uh, a little later on with a fun with a fun but somewhat disappointing uh, lottery spin we've got coming up later on in the show. We're going to talk about free agency and how the Magic are set up, plus the deadlines that could determine what the Magic ultimately do. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at Prize Picks. The NBA playoffs are in full swing. It's been a fun, fun postseason. A really unpredictable postseason. But if you think you have the picks to click, I don't know if that's that's a that's a thing. I guess um, you can you can make money on them off of Prize Picks. That also rhymes. Here's Prize Picks is the best fantasy daily fantasy game going out there. It's not about being in these gigantic player pools. It's not about hoping beyond hope that you make your money back. No. PrizePix is truly about your ability to predict what happens on the court and your ability to make money off those predictions. Here's how the game works. You pick two to six players, and if they go on to score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus projections available. And PrizePix offers projections on any sports you watch, including NBA, MLB, MLB, NHL, PGA, and plenty more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. They offer safe and fast withdrawals. They're currently operational in more than 30 states, including here in Florida, as well as Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first listen or part of your day every day. Every dayers tomorrow on the show, we're going to be talking a little bit more about what went right for the Orlando Magic this season. We're going to talk a little bit about their free throw shooting and, and how that began to transform the Orlando Magic's offense. We'll talk about that and plenty more on the show tomorrow. But let's dive back into our offseason calendar. Um, you know, obviously, the draft in late June is a big day. Obviously, draft lottery day is a big day. Those are the days that are going to kind of set this team. And, it, and it's huge offseason in motion. It's going to set the course for the direction that this team ultimately goes. But um, there are obviously other big moments on the calendar. And, and, and there's one moment on the calendar I think is snuck a little bit under the radar. And we're going to dive into some numbers. So if you, if you keep track with the math, I will do my best to not make this super math heavy or super numbers heavy. But the Magic are expected to be players in free agency. They're one of the few teams with cap room and they are a team that potentially could have max cap room. But knowing what the Magic are going to do this summer, there are two days that really matter. First is obviously the draft. On draft night, teams are willing and, and, and hoping to make big moves. The Magic could be real players. With two, two lottery picks in this draft, or potentially two lottery picks in this draft, the Magic have a lot to offer teams. And while I, I think this draft class is very top-heavy with, you know, one guy that's obviously has and tails above everyone else and then two guys right below him. There's a lot of question marks about the guys in the middle, so I'm not sure how valuable those two picks would be in getting a potential star. You know, like, I don't see them, you know, making, like, a, a Drew Holiday trade with the six, that the Sixers made, you know, where they, you know, were able to get two picks from New Orleans for a low-level all-star, like, uh, not low-level, but for, at the time, a low-level all-star like Drew Holiday. Um, I don't see the Magic being able to do that, but you never know. Someone might really value some of the players in this draft um, to, 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 to say, hey, this is a draft where we can kind of reset ourselves a little bit, reset our talent, get rid of a veteran that we don't really need anymore for 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 a couple of young players. And again, the Magic don't need a veteran that's going to take over the team. They need a veteran that's going to kind of complement what this team does well and, and give this team a skill that it doesn't already have. So draft night, I, I think the Magic potentially could be very active on draft night. I think the Magic could potentially be making some very serious and big moves on draft night. So I would be keeping an eye on that um, on, on that for sure. Uh, but after the draft, you know, the next clue for when the Magic are go- well, for what the Magic are going to do, it's going to come June 30th. That is uh, option option deadline day, uh, and for the Magic. They have several players because Orlando's done such a great job. Um, has really done a great job um, just keeping a lot of flexibility. They have 14 players under contract entering this offseason, including two two-way players. Um, but 14 players under contract, so that's already looking like a full roster. But only six of the, uh, but si- only eight of those are fully guaranteed. Six of the contracts on the Magic's roster are at least partially guaranteed. The Magic have until June 29th to exercise team options on Michael Carter-Williams, 
Admiral Schofield and Bull Bull. And those are obviously kind of low-level amounts. Bull's making $2.2 million. Carter Williams is at like $3.1, $3.2 million as, as a veteran player. Admiral Schofield is essentially like a million dollars. So those are really, really small amounts. Those are roster spaces. I'd expect Carter Williams and Schofield to be let go, um, to, uh, to not have those options exercised. Bull Bull, I'm on the fence with. Uh, it would not surprise me if Magic keep him. I think they could they probably see him as a potentially valuable trade asset. They have then until June 30th to guarantee Markel Fultz and Gary Harris's contract. Now, both of those seem like slam dunks to get guaranteed. Um, essentially, if the Magic waive them before those dates, their contracts are only partially guaranteed. Again, I think it's a pretty much a slam dunk that they'll both be guaranteed. Uh, but... There's at least some thought that the Magic may not guarantee Gary Harris's contract. Now, here, here's the math that I promised. As things stand entering the offseason, thanks to our friends at Spotrack, um, or Spotrack, um, the Magic have $59.8 million guaranteed toward next season. The salary cap's expected to come down at $134 million. That number may go up or down depending on how the final books are tallied. But the Magic have $59.8 million already guaranteed. So they're already way under the cap. Now, we're going to take Jonathan Isaac's contract is guaranteed. That's about $17 million. And we're going to keep Markel Fultz, a safe bet that they'll keep him. That adds $24.8 million to that total. Both Fultz and Isaac have some guarantees in their deals that, that are originally included in that 59.8, but we'll fully guarantee those. That brings us up to $84.6 million. So before we deal with Harris, before we deal with the two draft picks, the Magic have $84.6 million guaranteed to next season or have committed to next season, essentially. And again, salary cap is expected to come in at 134. The two draft picks, if they land at number six and number 12, would add $10.5 million. So, including the draft picks, but not including Gary Harris, the Magic have $95.1 million on their cap sheet. Again, the salary cap is $134 million. That puts the Magic at roughly $38.9 million below the salary cap. If Orlando wants to spend a max contract on anyone, whether it's Kyrie Irving, whether it's uh, Fred Van Vliet, that feels like a big drop-off, but if the Magic want to give a max contract to someone, they can do it, but they're going to clue us into that they're doing it before July 1st. On June 30th, if they cut Gary Harris, that means they're going big fish hunting. That means they are going for the big fish. They're going for the big players on, uh, on this free agency market. If the Magic keep Gary Harris, which again, I think feels pretty likely, he eats up $13 million of that. That puts the Magic in the neighborhood of $25.9 million of cap room. That is still a lot to work with, but it is not a max deal. You're not getting Fred Van Vliet at $25.9 million. The Magic would have would still have plenty to go after uh, and, and some roster spots to use to go after some players. And again, they could even use that extra cap space in a trade to absorb more salary than they send out. That's the that's the big thing that's that's on the line here. Again, July first is when free agency starts. By June thirtieth, we're going to have an idea of how active the Magic are going to be or what the Magic intend to do. A lot of us aren't expecting them to go for big fish. Uh, I, I I listen to Jeff Weltman, and we'll talk a little bit more about this and re, and go through these numbers again. Um, and these are all estimates. They're they could go up or down by a little bit, but um, we'll talk a little bit more about this in, in, in later in the week or, or next week. Um, you know, it, it really does sound like if you listen to Jeff Waltman's exit interview um, availability that the Magic aren't looking to take a big bite at the apple. Now, if an opportunity comes around, if there's something that makes sense, I think they do it.
But I don't think the Magic are going into this summer with the intention of, we got to make a splashy move. We got to make this huge move to propel us forward. I think the Magic, I think this, I think this front office really does believe in this group and knows that they can work a little bit on the edges, that they can work to add uh, some players around the edges. They can work to add some players um, in key spots with key roles, key skills that will help this team get to that next level. And then they can spend next offseason when, yes, they have next season's kind of their last offseason to really look at spending some money. Um, they could spend next offseason or next trade deadline really focusing on adding that last piece that makes them a title contender in the early years of the of the Franz Wagner and Paolo Bancaro extension. The other deadlines of free agency that are really important are in October. The Magic have, I, I believe the Magic can extend Markel Fultz at any time, but the Magic have until, I believe it's October 30th, to extend Cole Anthony. And, the, and Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony are the two big extension questions for the Magic this offseason. We're going to dive into the pros and cons of doing both throughout the offseason because we are thinking very much about it, about whether the Magic do keep Cole Anthony uh, and how much they want to eat into their 2024 cap room because they could easily, again, like they did last year, spend spend low levels, low commitment uh, on, on free agents, spin that cap room forward a year, try to play free agency again next year or, or play trades again next year when they're maybe a little bit more ready. They feel ready for it now. So it's definitely up in the air whether the Magic are going to be big spenders this offseason or whether they're going to kind of let let things lie and roll it over for another year and see if this group can can fully make that move next season. We're going to chat, though, next about the NBA playoffs, what we saw this weekend, and do our daily tankathon spin. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at Built Bar. Looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories? then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. That's built. You got to try it. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste or give up the chocolate, then you got to try Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. You got to try them. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, they have, they're have they covered in 1% real dark chocolate. Now it's dark, dark chocolate now. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm really not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And that's even better that they're healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait to get a box from Built.com, although you can, of course, still order them at Built.com. You can now get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club, while you can still get specialty flavors at Built.com. You can even get them at Publix. I've seen, I've seen their boxes over at Publix, so you can definitely get in on the Built craze today. So head to your nearest Walmart. Walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. Or if you're close to Sam's Club, run in, grab a 13-bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank me later. All the flavors are great. They taste exactly like what they'd say on the box, which isn't always the case with protein bars. Check them out today at Built.com or wherever you buy your protein bars. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
All right, we had a full weekend of action in the NBA, a full weekend of playoff action, a lot of upsets, which really, I think, shows the parity in this league, and obviously injuries already a, a huge story. Um, you know, there, there are two games that I want to point out specifically um, uh, from this weekend that really stood out to me. First, um, what a scene in Sacramento. What a scene at the Golden 1 Center to see the Sacramento Kings play their first playoff game in 16 years, win their first playoff game, defeating the Golden State Warriors. Just a wild scene uh, and just a, a fan base that, to me, just deserves all the best things. That Sacramento fan base has been through the ringer over the last two decades, um, more, more than the Magic. That, But they've been passionate, they have been loyal, and and they have showed up for their team time and time again. Again, this is a really special season for them. They're they're one of the great young teams, and I love I love what you know. We're all all our smart markets stick together. I love watching them have their moment in the sun on ABC, a primetime game that delivered all the goods and showed exactly who they are. That's going to be a really fun series. It looked like a really fun series on paper before it began. It certainly played out that way with the Kings taking every punch from the Warriors and punching right back. I think that's going to be an, a back and forth series. Um, so credit to the Sacramento crew. Credit to the to Sacramento for showing up for their team in, in such a big way. The other uh, the other um, uh, game the other game that I really want to point out is the Lakers Grizzlies game. What a game from the Lakers and what a game for for them. Um, it it got me thinking a little bit. You know how much money is Austin Reeves going to make this offseason? Are, are the Lakers going to have enough money or be able to resign him? He's going to make more. He's restricted free agent this offseason. He's going to make more. Then the Lakers can offer him can can offer him uh, in a, to, or can can match him uh, under the CBA rules. So they're going to have to really negotiate and make sure that they get him on a deal. He feels like a guy that that would kind of fit what the Magic need. You know, tough-minded player, smart player, can attack off the dribble, can get to the line a little bit. We saw that plenty. Um, can hit the three. It it kind of feels like he would fit with this team and in kind of a similar role that that he's playing. Uh, with the Lakers today and the Magic again, like I said, have the money to go after someone like that if they wanted to. Uh, I'm not sure that the Magic would do that. I'm not sure if the Lakers would let him walk or if he'd be interested in leaving the Lakers. But um, he's played exceptionally well and he spearheaded that 17-0 run that helped the Lakers upset the Grizzlies uh, in the first round of their game. Just a really, uh, just a really impressive game. Obviously, LeBron and Anthony Davis did their thing, but. The Lakers won that game because Rui Hachimura, Rui Hachimura had a fantastic game, fantastic shooting night. The, the Grizzlies were happy to let him shoot threes. He made it. Got to give him credit for that. And then Austin Reeves, he just, so unassuming, just took over that game at the end, helping spearhead that 17 nothing run. There's a lot to learn from these playoffs, of course. So we're going to keep watching. we keep breaking some of those games down and, and what they mean for the Magic. But uh, you can kind of see having solid role players, having solid bench players comes up big for you. Um, you know the Heat rallied really well uh, with Kevin Love, a great uh, a great signing that really paid off in this one game. Um, you know, again, you got to win four of these things. That makes it tough. But you know, you, you you hear them all say about depth. I don't think depth is as important in the playoffs, but definitely tips you over the top um, if you're able to get some unexpected support from your bench. And and I think that's again to me the biggest need for the Magic this season. It, it isn't necessarily shooting. It is shooting, but it isn't necessarily shooting. It isn't necessarily backup center. It's just more reliable depth. It's, you know, the Magic got hit with a lot of injuries and they didn't have great depth. They didn't have consistent play off their bench. Getting more consistent play off your bench, getting more consistent guys in their roles, guys who could step into the starting lineup and, and still provide you something when needed, 
to me, that's like that's the most important thing the Magic need to find. They just need to find more consistent depth, rely less on unproven rookies, rely less on unproven guys that, that are good, you know, once every four, four or five games. Find guys who are going to be good every every night or every other night at, at worst. Um, that's that's really what the Magic needs. So that's that's kind of what these playoffs are showing me. Let's do our daily lottery spin because I had an interesting scenario pop up in my spin on it was for Saturday, but I I, I published it Sunday. Let's talk about the scenario where the Chicago Bulls keep their pick. Um, As you can see in this uh, lottery, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening, Washington wins the lottery, Portland goes second, Detroit third, and Chicago fourth. Orlando sits at the eighth pick in the draft lottery. Obviously, this is just a scenario. I'm not so interested um, in, 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 in the order of the top four, except to say that Chicago is at four. Now, I, I, I made this point to someone. If Chicago is going to jump into the top four, I want them fourth. Um, you know, Maybe they trade that. Maybe they get a little bit better. Maybe they, they solidify their playoff spot a little bit. But I want them fourth. That way they don't get the three that everyone's got kind of as that consensus top three. You know, they get, they get, you know, I don't want to say stuck with Amen or Asar Thompson because I think the Magic would very happily take uh, one of the Thompson twins too. Um, but I, you want their future to be murky. Um, so if the Bulls are going to jump into the top four, four is the place for them to be. Um, you want their future to be murky. You want them to not be sure what direction they're going in or how everything's going to play out for them. And so um, on that front, this is kind of the ideal situation for this to happen. Um, the if, if, if the Bulls do go into the top four and do keep their pick, then the, the pick... Flips over to next year, top three protected. So again, my, my thing is, I don't want the Bulls to be so bad that they're probably that they have a very good chance of getting a top three pick. So the Magic do get those picks, do get that pick. But I, I also wouldn't necessarily mind flipping that, you know, kind of pushing that pick forward to next year. Um, that way, that way, you know, the Magic don't have to deal with two lottery picks this year um, and the potential of adding two more rookies to a team that's already pretty pretty young. Um, you know, I don't think that's necessarily the greatest thing in the world. But how does the strategy change if you're Orlando at eight? Uh, you know, talking to a lot of people, talking to a lot of fans, a lot of you guys, I think, say, hey, we want the Magic to get a shooter. Make sure you get Grady Dick. Make sure you get Keontae George. Make sure you get um, get uh, uh, Jordan Hawkins, Jet Howard. Make sure you get one of the shooters in this draft. And and, and I think the, the, the kind of flex that the Magic could have uh, if they're picking twice is you could take... You're, you're solid guy. You could take your best player at six and then maybe even take a little bit of a swing and say like, hey, we got to get a shooter. Jordan Hawkins isn't projected to go till the teens. We're at 12. Let's just get him now. Let's just let's just do it now uh, and be done with it. So, you know, I, I think the strategy or how you game this changes when you're at eight. If you're at eight, you know, you're, uh, do you take Taylor Hendricks and, not, and, and just say, you know, we'll find shooting elsewhere or, or we're not going to deal with shooting in this draft. Um, I don't think that's necessarily a bad decision either. Um, do you take kind of do you take best player available or do you try and address a, a singular need? Um, you know, again, I, I don't think I think Taylor Hendricks would address a need. Some some backup some backup wing depth I think would be very good. Um, you know, again, if you could get Cam Whitmore, I think that would be very good as well. I've seen some people. I've seen uh, our, our friend Richard Stamen uh, at Mavs draft pitch uh, Derek Lively. I don't think you take Derek Lively at eight. I think that's a pick you make if you got that second pick. But you know, now you got to you know with two picks you could say okay, we'll take this here, we'll take this here. Or if we get this here, we get this here. At eight, you got one bite at the apple. You got to make sure you get the best player you can. Um, I'm an advocate on draft night of taking the best player available. I, I don't think you you play around or you put you you futz around with it. 
get talent, bring talent in. You clearly need a, a pathway for that player to play. You need a chance for him to get experience. But I don't think you mess around too much with, you know, drafting so hard on need that you give up uh, on a really talented player. Now, I, I like looking initially at this draft class, I am not blown away by the talent. I am not blown away to say like, oh, this guy is the guy you got to get or this guy is an ex-potential star that goes in, in the early teens or late in the lottery or the mid-lottery. I'm not seeing much of that for my initial study of this draft class. There are a lot of really solid players that have some very deep flaws that are going to come to the forefront here in the NBA. But there's still opportunity. There's still guys that could fill in. There's still plenty of guys who can certainly play at this level. So we'll see what the Magic do. And if this is a scenario that plays out, we will see what the Magic end up doing. Um, you know, I, I think, again, I think you go best player available. So at eight, at eight, I am targeting, you know, if Grady Dick's off the board, board. I, honestly, I may still have Taylor Hendricks above Grady Dick. I, 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 I'm going to redo my big board in a couple weeks. But um, I think I think you go, you know, you go Grady Dick. You go Taylor Hendricks. You go, you know, if Cam Whitmore's there, absolutely take Cam Whitmore at eight. Um, you, you, you really focus and narrow yourself in on what is the best player, who's going to have the best chance to play, who's going to give you the most uh, in whatever role you carve out for him, who can you develop. You don't worry so much about need at that point. You just you take care of yourself. And again, if you have two picks, I think you could draft need on that second pick and, and, and take a little bit of a swing. Um, swing, swing. But at the end of the day, you got to worry about your own draft board. you got to worry about what you're ultimately doing. But I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Sit your tune in Himley, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the Philip Sidon podcasts to your podcast enable listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. We want to thank you again for making Locked on Magic part of your day every day, whether we're your first listen, whether you're listening to us throughout the day. We truly appreciate you listening to Locked on Magic every day airs on tomorrow's show. We're going to be talking about the Magic's free throw shooting and how that has begun to change the Magic's offense. We'll get to that on tomorrow's episode. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this is Frosty. We'll see you again next time for another episode of Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.